no thank you for coming on man of course brother it was uh it was a pleasure when you asked me i was like why not you know it's of course, uh man i, I love chatting get, i love figuring out with it i had to get you know a young 17 year old starting to make business moves on here obviously but um obviously we're gonna get into all that but tell me tell me um where it started like where you're from kind of how how you came up um up until high school let's say yeah, man. So, uh, originally, like I'm from Niagara on the Lake. Um, uh, my parents, my mom's American. She moved here, met my dad. They built a house here. Um, I haven't moved anywhere else. I live in Niagara on the Lake, um, about just outside downtown. Um, and yeah, I, I think I've always just, and, and, uh, I've always kind of had an innate desire for something like entrepreneurship wise. And I think that comes from, you know, not really enjoying school much. Um, not, I don't really like being bossed around or, um, and, and I kind of realized that as I got older, when I was working at McDonald's for a year or maybe sport check, I worked at, um, and then a couple of other jobs here and there. And I, you know, nothing wrong with those jobs. I think it's great. You, you learn the value of a dollar. You learn how to work hard. You learn, you know, systemization and organization, but I always wanted something more to me. There was, there was always an, a way that I could be working smarter and not have to work for every single hour or, or every single dollar that I make, if that makes sense. I, I wanted to build something that I could, that I could be proud of. Um, and, and that was always my goal, uh, in, in grade, grade seven and eight, it was, it was big and, but you know, I, I didn't know what direction to take that in. Um, and so I kind of started editing videos, um, I downloaded this editing software uh, for like 40 bucks back in grade eight, Wondershare Filmora. Um, and I was just editing some fun Minecraft things. And it started because I wanted to be a YouTuber, right? I, I saw like all these Minecraft YouTubers and I wanted to be just like them. So I kind of did that. And then I kind of tried the Casey Neistat style of uh, video and it, it didn't really pan out. I was made fun of a lot in high school for it just because it was like, you know, in grade nine, high pitch voice, you're kind of all over the map. You don't really have any friends, that kind of thing. Right. And then um, eventually I, I started doing Fortnite videos and I was actually building a client base of people who would game like on Instagram, they would show their clips, they would stream and they would be a part of these big teams. And I would reach out to these teams and say, Hey, I want to edit for your team or, or for a specific person on your team, kind of similar to like a real estate brokerage or a real estate team. And then there's people within that team that you maybe want to work with or something. Right. Um, and so I, I started doing that. I was reaching out to a lot of people. I started off by doing stuff for free, which I think is absolutely crucial to getting people's attention. Um, any other way, I just, I just think for me, it worked. And I think for a lot of other people, it can work as well. If it worked for me, it, it would. Um, and so I, I started, uh, I started doing that and I did that for about a year. Um, and I didn't make much money off of it. Cause then I ended up charging like $20 for a one minute Instagram video. And you know, these things would take me like six hours to make it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't easy to do however um and then kind of come a year later i was like hey i gotta get a job because i gotta pay for my own phone bill and this kind of stuff and and so uh, i got a job at mcdonald's i applied there and i worked there for a year i did not like it at all um but i knew in my opinion you have to do the things you you, you hate in order to do the things you love you know and and mcdonald's taught me a lot about systemization and a lot about um you know a team how a team works delegating tasks 
dealing with people, upselling, trying to, you know, manage, manage tasks in general. And, you know, it was enjoyable to learn about that, but then it kind of got old and then I, I wanted to move on. So I, I quit McDonald's after a year and, and I started my own business, but didn't have much going for me. You know, I, I didn't have many clients at all. In fact, I was doing a lot of free work for eight months. I actually did free work. Um, and this was transitioning just now into grade 11. Um, I had applied for a summer company program. It got accepted, but then because of COVID didn't happen. And then uh, eight months, I tried to get businesses on board and, and stuff like that. But then I realized they didn't have any money to, you know, pay for videos or pay for promotional stuff because of COVID. And uh, then a, a friend told me, she was like, Hey, you know, why don't you try to get into real estate? So I said, eh, whatever, like, you know, and then, and then I messaged a real estate agent and after nagging her a couple of times on LinkedIn, <laughs> I, uh, I offered three weeks of free unlimited services, like basically just kind of being your, your, your video person for three weeks. Um, <clears throat> and that actually, I started learning a lot. It, it was a huge eye opener. I, I didn't know of anybody else in the area and you know, it was, it was tough, but, uh, you know, kudos kudos to her for her keeping me on and uh, that transition to a role there. And then it kind of just went on from there. I started grasping and learning more about cameras in general um, and about how to market myself and how to build relationships. And because of that, I was able to, you know, slowly build my client base. And what is it now? Uh, six months later, I have a fairly big client base of where I'm almost doing a shoot a day. Yeah. Honestly, man, you just touched on so much that like, we need, we need to take it a step back and go on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to take a couple of steps back here. And, you know, I, I went to your house to be on your uh, podcast. It's a beautiful house. You said your parents got that built and that is the only place you have lived? Yeah, yeah. That's the only place that I've uh, been at. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's that's the uh, my only residence there. Uh-huh. And, you know, your, your house is kind of on the lake. Um, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, right? Like... Yeah, kind of yep. so much open land around it. Did that have like an impact on you? Like not being in, uh, you know, a major city where you can just go down the street and, you know, go for drinks or something? Wow. Good question. Um, <clears throat> you know what? I, it, it was tough. Like when I couldn't drive, um, and, and because I went to Eden high school, um, a lot of my friends were in St. Catharines and in, in, in Lincoln area and Vineland area. Um, and, and I wasn't able to get a ride out there all the time. Granted, my mom was great. She would drive me out, but it was, uh, I think it did in a way, um, being away from every, everybody and being closer to the downtown area. Um, I took pride in being local. However, you know, when I would message people on Instagram or or DM them, I would say, Hey, nice to see your local here in the area was wondering if we could connect, you know what I mean? Something like that. So in the area that I've lived and, and with the people that are in Niagara Lake alone, I think it actually did benefit me um, in some way to be able to say, hey, I'm local. Why don't we connect and, and touch base? Because everybody loves to connect with people that are, you know, around them in, in, in their area, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And now I, I was surprised that um, you actually started the the edits for, you know, gamers before the job at McDonald's, right? Yeah, yep, yep. And I gave said- it a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because uh, to me, it was like, I, I wanted to be a video editor. And I, I thought, why can't I do I actually have a picture me like, it's on Snapchat of like me complaining, like, why can't I just do this for a living? And it's like a picture of me editing. And it was like, this was back in grade nine, like, I wish I could just, you know, do this for a living. I hate my job at McDonald's. But yeah, I, uh, I didn't make enough money. My mom was like, you need to go get a, like a, a job. And 
And I think it was the best thing for me because I think a lot of people, especially my age, um, don't understand the value of a dollar and don't understand what like hard work is. And not to say that McDonald's is hard, hard work. It's not, you know, um, but it, it did teach me that I don't want to be there, but I have to be in order to, you know, make something happen. And, and that started from a young age too. I mean, when I was playing video games back in grade seven and eight, my, uh, my mom would say, okay, you want to buy this thing? Uh, cause I would ask her, Hey, do you have $20? Can I, and she would say, okay, well you can go pull weeds and make $10 an hour. And it was like, I hated pulling weeds and I hated it. And then that actually, I kid you not, that actually inspired me to kind of be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. So how can I make money elsewhere? So I thought, okay, video editing. Well, then I wasn't making enough money there, <laughs> right? So I, I wasn't making enough there. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I got to make money somewhere else. And, and my mom kind of pushed me to hey, get a job at McDonald's. So I applied there. Um, and that actually wasn't my first job. I worked at Unita Pita um, at, uh, at 13 years old to 14 years old that summer. Um, and then, uh, I went to McDonald's and then I went to sports check. Um, I worked at a fish fry before that. So I've had a lot of different experiences. I, I think it, it's super valuable, um, now where I'm at to understand where other people are at and where like reality in lies. Cause I think, you know, it's easy to lose sense of reality if you're, you know, making, you know, X amount of money on one video that normally people would, you tell people like that aren't in that industry and they'd be like, wait, what? And it's like, well, he, I am worth that, but here's why. And I understand where you're coming from because, you know, I was in the same spot as you. People think it's a bad thing to be, you know, working by the hour, working at McDonald's or, or uh, sport check or, or any of these places. It's not at all. In fact, it teaches you work ethic beyond what you could learn to me as an entrepreneur, because as an entrepreneur, it's so easy to quit. And if you don't have the right mindset, it's so easy to quit. And most people will, I mean, you see it, most people do right. Or dilly dally, or, or don't really focus on one thing, go all over the place. It doesn't work. You have to be able to focus get one thing done properly. And I think those jobs taught me to do that. So if anything, I have those jobs to thank for it. Yeah, hundred percent, man, you, man, you're so self-aware the way you talk about, you know, these, these say low value jobs or whatever people want to label them. Um, you really went in there at say a young age and you really got to scoop out the tidbits. Like you're talking about learning the value of a dollar, you know, the value of a teamwork, uh, work ethic. Um, you even mentioned upselling earlier, like upsellings, like, uh, a major e-com term, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that was one thing that was pushed on me a lot, uh, at McDonald's because it was like, Hey, try to sell more in the drive-thru, try to sell more in the drive-thru. And it, I loved it. That part I love because I love talking to people. And that comes from my public speaking background. My parents are big speakers and I'm a big speaker. Um, I did public speaking competitions with cadets. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we go into that? Yeah, for sure, man. It was, uh, well, I go ahead, ask me a couple of questions around that. Yeah. So, so what exactly were you doing and like saying to these cadets, what was the main task at hand? Yeah. So, I mean, I started, um, like I started public speaking back in grade six, actually at my elementary school or actually grade two in my elementary school, grade two. And these two kids would always win the, the public speaking competition. And it made me so mad. I was like, I am so much better. Like, and then I, I would work on it and I would work on speaking. And I knew it was just an innate thing that I just had that I wanted to be better. And um, then come grade six, I won my first public speaking competition at the school, at my, at my elementary school. And then grade seven, I won again. And then grade eight, I lost. I swear it was rigged, whatever. 
and what oh, can yeah. you do like it's <laughs> man that was uh it's because i won two years in a row i swear but anyways Definitely. um yeah yeah anyway so then come grade eight i went to the cadets because i i wanted to be a part of the cadets i that's something that i wanted to you know just do and and uh, i wanted to actually be in the military that was a whole nother thing when i was younger i was just experimenting uh, i want to be a pilot so i was like hey why don't i go in the air cadets and and then uh, i found out they have this public speaking competition and i'm like sweet like why didn't i do this keep in mind i'm 14 at the time like i just turned 14 okay and so i'm getting in here and then i go and i do this speech competition um in front of in front of the squadron out of like <clears throat> there were four people that spoke or five people that spoke and then i won that and then i was like oh awesome and then i went on to what was it zones and then i won that by two points so the closest they've ever had it and that was a 17 year old that i was competing against and then i went to um provincials yeah or no regionals where i won that as well and then i went to provincials and then I lost that. And that was to be national for, uh, for Canada. And that was enjoyable to me. Um, but, uh, you know, I always ask myself, like, uh, why, am, why do I enjoy speaking so much? And why do so many other people hate it? Like, was I just born with it? And I, and I don't like thinking about that because I think, like, that just can't be true. I, I can't just be born with, you know, said, ab mm -hmm. like, ability to speak. But, and then it's but... like, maybe you are. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, you didn't really have to put any practice besides like the public speaking into it, did you? Like, is this just to like be honest with you, man? Like, I, I would, I would never feel nervous. I mean, I would feel a little bit butterflies just walking up on stage. But once I got up there, it was, it was. Um, I think it's like the born leader in me that wanted people to listen to me, and I like when people listen to me. Um, and when it came down to spe speaking. I, realistically no i didn't practice much i just practiced you know the content that i was speaking in i remember in 20 uh what was it it was when i was 14 years old in grade nine so five five years ago now um i actually spoke about bitcoin and it was back when it was at two thousand dollars bitcoin oh my God. yeah <clears throat> and i said of that pardon do you have a clip of that uh, I wish I did. Oh my I, God. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I spoke about Bitcoin and everybody was like, eh, what? and I said it would get up to $40,000. And then look at now it's up. Right. It, it, it was, I did a lot of research on that speech. Um, and actually, you know, I think about that more. Like I, crazy. I never really understood what I said. And I kind of forgot that I did it about Bitcoin and, you know, I have the poster in my room, but yeah, I wish I could go back to that speech and, uh, and find out more about it because people were so fascinated about it at the time. And, you know, I was saying it's going to, it's going to do really well. This is the crypto, this is the finance of the future. And, you know, mm -hmm. and look at now it, it uh, hit, right. <laughs> Man, if you, if you had a clip of that, you'd be able to go around saying you're a Gary V predicting. Oh, uh, seriously, predicting seriously. The future, that clip uh, well, yeah. 14 years old. I predicted Bitcoin would hit 40,000. <laughs> like <laughs> that's, that's, that's crazy. That's not heard of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're, you're definitely not your average 14 year old at the time, especially doing all these <laughs> public you. speakings. But um, yeah, uh, let's move into real estate. Um, oh, for sure. So you took you, you so you spent time, you know, editing um, the gaming videos, you got the job at McDonald's. And then the next step in the door is taking your your talents, your side hobby at the time, whatever it was, you know, getting some side cash, and you ultimately decided to um, build a network of realtors and start filming them correct yep that's correct yep yep so um 
like how did your how did your first step into the real estate game happen um kind of it's actually it was the, with you know the female right yeah yeah it's oh. actually very interesting and and we're still client we're still good friends to this day uh-huh. tracy and uh we laugh about it now because um, it was like, of course you, like Tracy, of course you'd say yes. I offered you it for free. And, but you know, granted at the time I didn't have the proper equipment. I wasn't the greatest, like, but I had the people skills. And I think that's what, uh, that's what kind of kept me, kept me going. I had the energy. I had the people skills. I had the passion and that's kind of what pushed me to keep going. And I think that's what gravitated a lot of realtors towards me, especially when I wasn't, you know, great at what I did excuse me, back, back, you know, six months ago. Um, and, and I certainly learned a lot right off the bat. I, uh, I would wonder how did these people get such good photos? This, 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 this. And then, you know, over the past six months, I've been kind of understanding that, but, you know, to answer your question, I, I went on LinkedIn and because a a friend told me, she was like, you, you should really get into real estate. There's a big market there. Like, you know, they can afford it. They can, uh, they, they have a lot of listings. It's an ongoing thing. And so that, okay, sure. Like whatever. So what I actually did was I messaged, you know, Tracy, let's say, but I actually messaged a couple and, uh, I messaged, messaged her and just said, Hey, I would love to connect. I I'm a videographer for real estate. Um, and, and I didn't offer the free services at the time, Reddit, no answer. And then I, I, Two days later, I message again, offer the free services, Reddit, no answer. Two days again, I message again. I thought I was just nagging on at this point. <laughs> I felt really bad, but we laugh about it now. Um, and uh, I actually sent her some examples of what I could do for her. I had no portfolio, so I had nothing to showcase. So what I did was I took TikToks from other people in Toronto and in the Ontario area. And I said, here's what I can do for you. And then I also took random homes on Google, edited the graphics and then sent it to her and said, Hey, here's, what's going to work. Here's what I can make your social media look like. Here's what TikTok videos are working. And here's how I can produce them for you. And that is what caught her attention. And then, uh, we booked a call and, uh, I didn't really, yeah, it, it the call was okay. I kind of rambled on and, uh, and tried really hard, but you know, thanks Tracy. <laughs> she still took me on and, uh, she, um, yeah, I mean, we're still friends to this day. And then, uh, you know, you always ask like, okay, that's my first person. Well, how did I get my second person? It was actually my friend's mom was selling her house and had her realtor had canceled or her realtor's videographer had canceled. So she was looking for one that day because he got COVID. And so the mom basically said, oh yeah, I know this guy, you know, I know this person, uh, here you go, contacted me. And I told her, okay, here, yeah, I can, I can do this, blah, blah, blah. And I went and I actually did a decent job at the photos and stuff. Um, and I still have those videos to this day. That was my second shoot. And then I started doing more work with them and then, uh, kept reaching out, kept reaching out, posting content. Then I had somebody else reach out to me who was a YouTuber who, uh, contacted me and was like, Hey, I, uh, love your story. Let's, why don't we connect? And, uh, yeah. On, on from there. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to Tracy, you really had to put the value in front of her to really, you know, see your worth. And that's something we kind of talked about on um, your podcast, like yep. um, showing your value in terms of, say, networking and building a relationship. Um, but what I do want to hear you talk about more is you um, touched upon the aspect of working for free. And can you kind of explain why that's important? Maybe yeah. starting off as a videographer or maybe in anything you do? Yeah, it, it, and this is one thing that I've preached to people my age or younger, you know, in, in grades 10 and 11, 
you know, getting into grade 12 is sorry, but you're not worth anything to anybody right now. It, it's just the truth. And that sounds so harsh, but that was my opinion on myself. I have no value to provide anybody other than the fact that I can do free stuff. Like none. I had no experience and I recognized it. And you kind of said that earlier. And I appreciate that about my self-awareness um, for my skills and, and what I can do. And I think you, a lot of people don't have that self-awareness of what they're worth to somebody. You know, I think I'm worth a lot. You know, I'm a child of God. I'm worth a lot of, uh, you know, to, to a lot of people, to my parents, to my brother and my sisters. Right. But at the same time in this industry, I'm not worth anything. I have no, nothing to share. I mean, I can make free stuff, right? Like that's it. And my stuff wasn't even that good. So I felt like the best way to catch their attention was to just do it for free because what's the worst they're going to say? No, thank you. Okay. You missed out on free stuff, you know? And, and, you know, I, I try my best not to waste their time, but I certainly think, and in some points I, I did, I wasted some people's time, but I also learned what not to do and what to do properly, right? And so to me, like you always have to find value in whatever it is you're proposing. Like, you know, value could be financially. So, uh, hey, I'm building this fourplex. Um, do you want to partner with me on it? Here's how much you can make a month. That's value, right? Um, or, uh, or, hey, I'm a, I don't know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a real estate agent. I can help sell your house for this commission, but I'll get it sold like that. And we'll get it sold for over asking that's value service value. So it's financial value, service value. And then my value is just free stuff. Hey, I can offer this for you. And in return, you give me nothing, right? So I give you my time, time. That's another piece. So from what I've kind of come to understand is that there's three aspects of value that you can provide somebody in business. It's financially service-based and free service-based, really, that's it. And free service-based, I mean time. So some offering somebody your time, right, or money or something you can offer them are the three most valuable things in business. And when you can come to grasp that, when you can give somebody your time, they appreciate that. And if they don't, then you move on and you find somebody else because there's mm -hmm. going to be millions of people that appreciate that, right? And so that's kind of what I've found worked for me. And, and I've been blessed to learn that through my mistakes, through, you know, figuring out what people want, through being told, no, I don't want to hire you. You know what I mean? I've been of, able to learn those. Of course. And, um, you know, just, just working for free, like you said, you know, in return, you may not get anything financially, but you're actually gaining a relationship that can re return to existing bis business. Exactly. And, you know, that, that's way more important than, you know, just having someone pay you the first time they don't know anything about your work or they don't really know what they're going to receive. And to, to really bring that value in someone's eyes and then always feel like they have you as a part of their network and they can just hit you up for whatever they need. I feel like that's uh, very powerful to be at someone's disposal like yep. that. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, what people also need to understand is that business is relationships. I mean, your network is your net worth. I've said that millions of times, but business is relationships. So when you give somebody your time, you are getting something in return. Don't think that you're just not getting anything. That, like, 
That's what people don't understand. And that's why so many people are below par on or, or not grasping their potential because they think that they're doing something and not getting anything in return. You're always getting something in return, whether it's you're learning not to do it again or learning to do more of it or learning about this person, meeting this person. Come on. That is value within itself. And people don't understand that relationships is everything. How you treat people with respect is everything right? Some relationships, hey, if it's not going well, if, there, if, if respect isn't mutual, burn the bridge, burn the bridge. You know what? Just say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, condone this. Goodbye. Right. You don't always have to keep a relationship, but you keep the relationships with the right people. Right. And if you gravitate towards the right people, you'll gravitate towards more good people. And those people know people. And so, you know, when I, um, when I was doing this stuff for free with people, one big thing I found was word would pass, right? And so the person that I met would tell other people. And I mean, that's just word of mouth. I mean, that's just referral advertising, right? That is just basic. That's in real estate. That's in finance. That's in everything. You know what I mean? Um, but then I kind of came to understand is that when I do something for free for somebody, I'm not even doing it to get money from them in the future. I'm doing it to build a relationship with them to know for life. And I respect that. And I hope they respect me for that. Right. And that's why I value my friendships and my relationships with people, you know, whether they're 50, whether they're 60, whether they're 20, I value them so much because whenever it is down the line or down the road, we can connect and we can both find something that we can mutually be happy about. Right. I, I laugh about it because it's like, most of what I would call my friends are over the age of 25 mm -hmm. Most, yeah. because I just don't connect with people my age. I mean, I, I really don't, you know, right. I'll have, I'll have my group, but at the same time now coming into college, it's, it's, I'm realizing more and more that I want to gravitate towards people that are going to push me to do better people that are, that I, if I say, you know, Hey, I made a hundred grand this year, they're going to say, cool. I made 800. Yeah. That pushes me. Yeah. I may think that they're like cocky or whatever, but that pushes me because I want to be better than that person. I've always been competitive. That's just in my nature. Mm -hmm. I always want to be better. And so when I'm around people that push me to do better and that I, that I can learn from even just by watching, when I watch somebody talk, you know, when I'm, when I'm hosting podcasts or, or doing this or that, I don't make anything off of that. But at the same time, I'm learning from what they're saying and I'm learning how they're talking. How do they connect with me? Do I agree with how they're connecting? Maybe can I use this method? Hey, did I learn a new word? My biggest win, like if I don't get, if I have a podcast and I don't learn anything from it, except that they've said one new word that I haven't heard used before in that specific tense or in that industry, I'm, I think of it as, as a win because now I've learned that word. It makes me sound smarter. It makes me sound like I know what I'm doing when I do, but it still makes people feel more confident in me, right? So if I host a podcast or if you host a podcast and you hear one word that somebody says that you haven't heard before, that's a win within itself. Not even the fact that you just gained another person on your network. And if you think about it, every person is another seven people. And every seven people that you meet is another, what's seven times seven? 49? Is another yes, 49 sir. people that you meet. Right. I'm not good at math, but <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Relationships is everything. Relationships is everything in business. Of course. And um, going back to kind of what you said about, you know, um, about people not wanting to um, say 
work with you and until you kind of provide, you know, a true sense of care for them and like, let them know you truly, uh, you know, admire them, whatever they're doing. Um, there's a saying, actually, I interviewed Brandon Moran, Brandon Morenin, oh, yeah. a realtor, a millionaire. And he said, people don't care about, about what you can do for them until they know how much you care about them. Yeah. And I feel like you perfectly described that and just how you want to go about your relationships. And that's definitely the right way to think about it. And that's only a major, a major benefit moving forward. And if you, I, if, I couldn't if, agree more. Yep. And for the ones just like chasing, you know, a benefit off someone or whatever it is, like it's going to be exposed eventually. And it's just going to all hell's going to break loose. And, you know, people can smell that when, when you're just about the business with them, whatever. It's it may very be. true. It's very true. And when you're, when you're money hungry or, or, you know, you, you don't value the relationship, it, they, they can see it. Right. And, and that's why I, I preach like, when you're going into a business deal or anything of that kind, really think about it as a relationship. I mean, everybody's doing stuff for money nowadays. Everybody on some level wants more money, right? Whether that's stronger or weaker, who cares? You, you want that. That's going to be there and that's always going to be there. But if you value relationships, it's going to bring in more of what you want. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. You know? and, I- and, and that's why I think like <clears> – <throat> taking relationships and understanding that every deal you do or every person you talk to is a, is you could say a potential client or a potential friend or someone you can have as a mentor. You know what I mean? Like the, the possibilities are endless. Right. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't agree more with what, uh, what, what quote you just said. Yeah. Um, 100%. And you know, it's just the little things you can, um, learn about someone or what they can share with you that, you know, those are the true and valuable things because, Life, you want to go through life, like upgrading your character, you know, upgrading yep. every single aspect about you, your communication, your looks, whatever it may be, that's operating at your highest potential. Right. And that's just the little tidbits someone can provide you. Those are the most invaluable things as well. But um, let's move forward onto your podcast because I kind of want to yeah. talk about that. Um, I mean, it, it so makes sense for you, obviously, to have a podcast. Thank you. Um, interviewing all these business people. But um, I, uh, how did that come? about but also how how did the relationship with Isaac come about yeah so um basically I started um I started a podcast thinking hey how can I like this is where the idea came to be is is you know um my old business partner Morgan who's a great person she runs a a roller skating company in Niagara here doing great things with Brock um and she kind of said like okay how can we grow a client base and then I was like maybe we interview people and cause I was doing some interview videos and then I thought maybe people can pay, you know, to be interviewed by us and, and to have a professionally done video. And then, and then I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then I thought, mm, why don't we just stick to a podcast? Because a podcast, I then realized relationships is more valuable than what people can give me financially. Right. It's, it's invaluable. Like it, it's unquestionable. Relationships are more valuable than money in any way, shape or form. Right. And so I thought, okay, I'll start a podcast. So I bought the necessary equipment and we kind of went on from there and uh, I reached out to a bunch of people um, and just said, Hey, I would love to interview on my podcast. Here's what we're going to talk about. Networking connections, business relationships, you know, how you're building your business, all that kind of stuff. That's what we're going to touch on. And it, it panned out. And, you know, that was actually only like what, two, three months ago that, uh, that we thought about that idea and it's, it's been working out ever since. And, and yeah, um, Actually, Isaac, I posted a job description on my, um, on my 
page and I was like, I was like, Hey, I need a graphic designer, blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. And then he reached out and then I was like, yeah, here are the hours, blah, blah, blah. Here's what I need. Uh, you know, here's what, if you can offer me this, that's great. Let's do it. So we started doing it. And then, uh, and then it kind of transitioned to more of a system role. And then he kind of transitioned more to like an audio role. Um, and then he kind of took over the whole editing side of, um, of things in that sense, like with the podcast and stuff. And, uh, it's been, it, it went great ever since. And it, yeah, yeah, it's going mm. good. That's, I told you this, um, on your set, but you know, it was, it's so huge to have someone on your team, you know, your first hiree or whatever it may be, just someone helping you build a platform. Um, do you plan to build a bigger team around your podcast eventually? Yeah. So my good question, I couldn't agree. I, uh, I couldn't agree more. Um, I do. I plan on, you know, having, having a, a audio role. I plan on having a, an editing role. I always want to be the one in front of the camera. Um, and I plan on having a studio, like, you know, rented out studio, not just in my apartment. Um, and then I also, you know, I, I want somebody to get the guests. I want somebody to go mm -hmm. out, find guests. And because I, I'm not doing this podcast to hopefully get sponsorships or get deals. I mean, that'd be great. It'd be awesome, but that's not why I'm doing it. Sponsorships. Okay. Whatever. I'm doing it to meet people. The amount I have learned just from the past 10 episodes I've done is an insane amount more than if they were to pay me like a hundred bucks to come on my podcast. <laughs> like it doesn't even make sense for them to pay me first of all, but even if they did, it would be, it would be unquestionably more valuable. The, the people that I've met, I never even thought I would get to talk to or shake hands with. And here they are sitting in my house in a chair and I'm asking them questions <clears throat> in my set. And I'm thinking in my head, this is like, what my dream was, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, I would look at these people on social media. and I thought I can never get this person. on. I can never get this person on. And then, and then things started panning out and, and, you know, and that's what I want to say to everybody else is like, you, you have to understand that whatever you can do to provide value with your time and understanding, you know, here's how I can provide value time in return to people you're interviewing. I mean, You'll, you'll build, you'll build a client base and you'll build a network bigger than anybody else. That's no doubt, no doubt. Hence why I want to get as many guests as I can on my podcast, because to me, if they do business with me after that's, that's a bonus. That's great. You know what? It's, it's awesome. Thank you so much. But that's not why I do it. I do it because somewhere down the road, if they need somebody that, you know, uh, cause I want to get into finance. If they need somebody that, that, uh, knows how to manage money or, or whatever, they can contact me or, you know, if I need a realtor, I mean, <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a pickle here because eventually when I do sell my first home, I got a lot of realtors I could choose from. Um, <laughs> so I have to, I have to be wise. He's <laughs> it's, obviously picking me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to, it, you know what I mean? So, um, we'll have to, I'll have to make that decision, but, uh, we'll put our names in a, in a box. And you'll yeah. <laughs> I may as well just do that right now but uh yeah no it's 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 invaluable the amount that i've learned um with with being on the podcast and having my own podcast and you know i don't care about how many people listen to it i don't care about how many downloads it gets it's great if it does but you know what it's oh. about the people that i meet and if that's all i get out of it that's that's enough value to me right of, of course man totally relatable like i'm doing this to just build connection with realtors and learn about the business and educate myself 
Like yep. you said, at the end of the day, I don't care who watches or who pays attention, who likes my things. Like this is purely for me and just like how I want to go about my life, connecting with other people, learning about other people. Cause you know, that's, that's what life's all about. Just, you know, getting to, getting to dig into other people's lives and learn from it. And, you know, um, uh, gain a love for someone else's life and what they've been through. Yep. And, you know, obviously eventually like my, this is just all zoom right now. Obviously I obviously want to be in person with them one day and, you know, build a small community there. And, you know, I think in terms of what I want from my podcast, I really just want like a small community. Like I, I really don't care about like having a large population watching my things. I think just having like a smaller community that's all on the same page would be the greatest thing ever. It's key because, you know, Think and Grow Rich talks about it. And for anybody who doesn't know what that book is, look it up and buy it and read it. Because Think and Grow Rich changed my life, honestly. When I read it in grade nine, it was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Um, And uh, one of the things that they always talk about is developing an inner circle of masterminds. So your mastermind circle. And so, you know, whatever that looks like, you know, if you run a business, right, you want to have somebody who's a master at running the finances. You want to have somebody who's a master at building the relationships and, and all these areas can complement each other. And what you said reminded me of that. And, you know, I, I never want to lose sight of that. And I don't think anybody should lose sight of that because when you can build a mastermind group, whether it's in your business or whether it's just for your personal life, it is more valuable than anything can offer because somebody always knows more than you, right? In something. But if you can bring brains together, you'll know the most and everybody will know the most because everybody's collaborating, right? 10 brains are better than one. I mean, it's just math, obvious, right? And so when you can kind of grasp that, it's like, now I want to meet people. Like I've always said, I joke around with it to my dad. I was like, if I could get paid just to like build relationships and to connect people, I would. Cause it's so enjoyable to me. I just love it. I love asking and hearing about people. I love hearing advice. It's it, it just enjoyable. And to me, that's like, that's the best part about life is getting to meet people and to build your network and to build your connections it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, it's to me, the most valuable thing you can possibly do is just to understand that you need to build connections, whether you're working at McDonald's or whether you're Jeff Bezos, doesn't matter. Build, build connections, know people, you know, 100%. And I really liked how you touched upon the mastermind group because, you know, just the people you around you and you have access to huge, we've already yeah. touched upon that huge, but um, we've, we've probably been talking for about, 45 minutes now close yeah. to there, but I'm just, just going to ask a couple more questions. I think yeah, no um, problem. like, w- where are you now? Do you just plan to keep on grinding out what you're doing right now for the next little bit and see where it goes? Or do you have like things under, under the rug you're about to pull out? What's, what's the next yeah, move? Yeah. So, so a lot of what I'm doing right now is, um, you know, I, in short for me, the business started out as I want to basically prove everyone wrong that kind of laughed at me when I was doing these YouTube videos and Fortnite videos. And, and I have definitely proved them wrong. And I, I've definitely exceeded my expectations of what I could possibly do financially. And, you know, just work wise, what I'm doing right now. I mean, I have a wedding video pulled up on my, on my screen right now. And the timeline is something that I would never understand, you know, a year ago. Right. And, uh, 
for me, that's the most motivating part about it. But now I'm past that. Now I'm more in a business mindset. I've realized, you know what, I'm ahead, but I'm going to stay ahead. And how do I stay ahead? And, and uh, developing this business, building it, I'm trying to develop a team around it to where when I, because my plan is to go to school in January. Um, and so come then, I want to still be able to have it managed. I want to be able to still do videos, offer value to people and keep building connections. You know, my podcast is great, helps me build connections, but I would like to also build connections with people that I work with. Right. And, and, you know, offer people this value and this value. And I, and I love doing videos. I love being creative. It's so much fun to me, especially the fun ones, wedding videos or, or, you know, doing, uh, doing fun real estate videos that I filmed a couple with Andrew Perry recently. Those were just so much fun for me to do. And we had a boss doing it, right? It wasn't so serious. And uh, I want to be able to still do that when I go to school. But uh, from now until January, I'm still going full out. Um, and, and what I'm doing, I've been doing it full time now for about, about a year. Um, and that was throughout high school. I've been doing it full time. I took a co-op uh, and then just took a full day co-op for four credits and uh, basically pursued my business. Never went to school, but still graduated. So that was great. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for me to adjust to school again, um, especially with my mindset on it. I know it's necessary for me for what I want to get into. It is very necessary. Um, but yeah, it's going to be tough to, to adjust. Um, but my goal is this business taught me so much and you know what, if I don't get anything out of it come January, that's fine. I'm not going to pressure anybody to stay with me, but I value so much of the people that I've met and that I've, that I've been able to talk to in the past year and, and it, not even years, six months. It's incredible. The people that I've met and the people that I've been able to do work with, I, I honestly, 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 never thought it would be possible a year ago. And, and I, people would laugh when like, how are you going to make, you know, this amount of money a month or how are you going to, you know, do this work? How are you going to meet that person? And, and it's like, I'm really realizing now more and more that if I just keep building connections, I can say it's a small world when I go to China. Cause I'll know people, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know, it's a funny way of putting it, but think about it. Like to me, whether I'm in school or whether I'm not in school, that's my ultimate goal is to just build relationships with people. And, you know, I'm going to school, I'm meeting people my age. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm not big into people my age, but hey, you know, hopefully we can meet some people. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, bro, I have no doubt that, you know, your work ethic is going to take you right through your, your college. You're going to be Thank fine. You. And I, I know that you're just, I know, I feel like, you know, I don't completely know you at all, but like, I know who you are when you communicate with other people and what you represent yourself to be. And I feel like everyone else you've talked to also sees that. And people, again, people aren't going to care about you until they know you and know about you. And you're just a great person overall. And I, I wouldn't even worry about, you know, your people, uh, your, your clients leaving your client base or something. I just think you're an all around guy that people are going to want to network with also because you just have other connections as well right like you have yeah. you have value just beyond the work you're going to provide um i guess what my last question would be um before we end this i am going to keep you on the call for like five minutes after yeah, we of course this up. but um you kind of asked me a similar question to end off your your interview with me um what kind of advice would you give to you know say an entrepreneurial mindset kid um going through high school right now what what would be some advice you'd give them yeah um it's tough you know a lot of there's a lot of different factors especially in high school your parents um what they're going to allow you to do um 
you know, your mindset at the time. I, I think for somebody who wants to start a business, you know, a lot of people have talked to me in grade 11 and 12 saying, hey, I want to start this. I want to start this. And I've given them a lot of advice, but they just don't act on it. So find out if you can act on things. That's my biggest, biggest thing is if you can take action on things you're going to say you're going to do, you are 10 years ahead of every single person in your grade, 10 years ahead, because people at even 25, 35, 45 can say stuff, but they won't act on it. That's majority of people. So if you can prove to yourself that you can do something and then act on it, you're set. You can start anything. You can do whatever the hell you want. So forget about trying to start a business. If you're in grade 10 or 11 or 12, forget about trying to start a business for now. Find out what steps you have to take in order to be the person that people are going to want to work with. No matter the industry, whether you want to be a hairdresser, a makeup artist, a videographer, a real estate agent at in grade 12, I don't know if that's possible, but <laughs> when, no matter what you want to do, find out how you can have people gravitate towards you. Find out your, your best strengths, your, your weaknesses, really hone in on those strengths, find out, okay, here's, I'm going to test myself, run tests on yourself. Tell yourself, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm going to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, take a freezing cold shower and go for a two kilometer run. And then I can get back in bed. And if you don't do it, you proved yourself that you don't stick to what you're going to say. So then try it again the next morning. And once you get in the habit of doing that, you can do it. In grade nine, I told myself for 30 days, I'm going to take a cold shower at 5.30 in the morning, every single morning, like freezing cold and get up at that time and then go for a three kilometer run. And then I can go back to bed and then wake up for school at seven. I did that for 30 days. I hated it. I wanted to put a bullet through my skull. It was that horrible. It was freezing. It just, you can imagine, right? And at the end of the 30 days, or even throughout, I was like, I am proving to myself that I can go past what my mind is telling me it doesn't like. I preach it all the time. You got to do the things you hate in order to do the things you love. So as a high school student, don't focus on trying to make $10,000 a month in grade 12 or grade 11 or nine or 10. Okay. Focus on trying to prove to yourself that you can do something. So, you know, one thing, find out what you hate, seek discomfort. Yes. Theory YouTube channel, watch it. If you haven't. Okay. Find out what you hate. And in short, when you find out what you hate, you force yourself to do it for 30 days, whether it's working out, whether it's running, whether it's taking a cold shower, I don't know what it is but something that pushes your mind past what you thought possible and focus on pushing your mind past that and understand that, you know, if you can get through those 30 days of doing something you hate, Oh my God, the doors fling open. They fling open. No creaks, nothing. They're oiled. They fling open. Okay. Because when you find out that you can get past your mindset of, I can't do this, you can do anything and then go try to start a business and I'm not going to tell you how to do that. I'm not going to give any advice on it because I think the way that I learned and the way that I became who I am today is because of shitting the bed thousands of times on videos, photos, talking to people, calls, sales calls, everything, right? First impressions, I've made plenty of mistakes and I'm a, I would think I'm a natural born speaker and I've still made plenty of mistakes talking to people. So make the mistakes and learn, okay? And just keep doing it because anytime you feel doubt in yourself, Go back to the 30 days where you pushed yourself and, and you can think in your head, wait, why am I going to think of quitting? 
I pushed myself past my mental limit doing something for 30 days straight that I absolutely hated. Why can't I go another day? Why can't I go another week? And you just keep going. Do what uh, Dora said. Or not Dora. Uh, what's her name? From uh, Finding Nemo. Um, Dory. Dory. Yeah, do what swimming. Dory said. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Oh, my swimming. God. That's literally hilarious because I was, I'm about to post a picture on my Instagram soon. Uh, just like, you know, just a little podcast thing where it's like yeah. 10 episodes down. Like, thank you for everyone or whatever. And I'm just going to hashtag it. Just keep swimming, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. But, uh, Dude, it's the best advice you could make, uh-huh. right? Man, I couldn't have said it. Whatever, what you just said any better. I think um, action is huge. I don't think um, what we're trying to accomplish, me and you or the next person in line, I don't think it's really that difficult. And like you said, like no one's going to give you the tips to or the advice to really go do it. It's really not that complicated at the end of the day. Yep. All the information's at your disposal. And about the the uh, 5.30 a.m. cold showers and runs for 30 days straight <laughs> in grade nine, man, that is psychotic. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you, man. Trust That's me, crazy. It, it, it works. It does oh because you God. push yourself past a mental limit and and you you come to understand that you can really go farther than what anybody or what yourself is telling you. And just focus on that and say 30 days, I'm going to do something that I freaking hate right? I hate working out. I hate it. If I were to work out and I've already proved myself that I can push myself past my mental limit, but I need to work out more, right? So I'm trying to work out more. I'm starting three days a week and then hopefully I can get to every single day. Cause if I can do that, I can do anything, right? For sure. That's, that's what your mindset has to be in life. A 100%. 100% man. Man, I love it. I think you brought a lot of value to the conversation. Um, it's, it's great to just hear you speak and just go on and on. Um, really pleasant thanks, years, you know? <laughs> yeah. Thanks um, so much. <laughs> But um, yeah, I think we can wrap this up, man. I just want to thank you for coming on again. I appreciate it. Um, I know even as a 17-year-old, you're busy as hell. So it's um, always an honor to talk to you. And of course, we're going to have more conversations. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. This was incredible. I love being on podcasts. Perfect, man.